0: Hi GT family, I'm so thankful we get to be together again today on this Sunday and uh, I just want to take a few minutes before the message and just share a bit of a family update so that you can be aware of all the things that are going on and uh, how your church is responding, what we're prioritizing and what we're believing for the future. You know, our hearts are always to be together physically, we know that. Um, But for the foreseeable future into the month of April, we don't anticipate any option of being together as a family. So I want to encourage you to stay connected with us online. And I'm going to ask you to do something, something that will really help us um, all. It will encourage many people and will just continue to help us uh, develop our online presence as a movement. And that's I'm going to ask you to share online the opportunity that we have to gather together. Would you share that with friends and family, with those near and far? Um, Facebook is a wonderful way to do that as we're we're live on Facebook every week as well. And uh, I just wanna encourage you to do that because other people are looking for hope and it's our goal to provide hope in these days as we try to move forward together. Um, I want you to know that we're also committed to responding locally and even this week with fresh food hampers and so on in in partnership with the mustard seed. There's opportunities for you to serve alongside of us. And um, so if you're interested in that, you can let us know by sending us an email at the church. Um, I also want you to know that um, many of you have expressed prayer needs and we want to address those prayer needs. I want you to know that we're praying. And if you have a prayer need, would you please go to our website and would you send us an email from the website to let us know that uh, what, what your needs are and how we can begin to pray with you. I also want to let you know that as a result of um, the need for cutbacks and um, uh, some of the financial concerns that we're all facing, including the church, we've had to move a number of, of our staff to EI. And um, we're committed to walking with them and helping them and even helping to top up that wage so that uh, they can continue to have um, um, all that they need during this season. And so wanted you to be aware of that. Uh, that's an act of stewardship. It's, it's also an act of trust and faith that this is not gonna be a long-term uh, scenario, but a short-term one. And we really believe uh, that God is going to give us back the opportunity to minister as we once did, but we're trusting God during this time. And so be praying for staff as they walk through times of transition. Um, We also were successfully able to cut um, almost a million dollars out of the church budget, which does really hamper uh, some of the work that we would would have been doing. But given the circumstances, that work is not possible. And so we're doing all of these things in order to maintain the church, keep it viable, keep it moving forward. So now let me tell you what we're committed to in this season. Number one, we're committed to our online presence to having services every week that represent the family, that give us a feel of what we are, what we believe in, what we belong to. And so that's gonna be worship, that's gonna be teaching, that's gonna be encouragement. And um, I want you to know that we're committed to that. We're also committed to caring for you. So please reach out to us, use the channels that are available through technology, through the phone, and reach out to us so that we can continue to care for you. We're also committed to praying together. And so we're really following along with the Unite 714 campaign, where we're gonna pray every day at 714 in the morning and 714 in the evening to believe for an end to the COVID crisis. And finally, we are committed to community reach. We wanna make a difference in our community. And so we're asking God, we're prayerful about where we can be involved and how we can be involved. And so please stay in touch with us as we continue to let you know what your church is doing to make a difference in the world around us. I want to now transition to our time in God's word together and uh, I'm thrilled this morning to to share with you a, um, a message about unexpected expectations. I know that sounds a little bit funny, but here's the heart. The heart for us is that you would have hope in your heart. That That you would sense that God is still on the throne, that he is still working and that he is still doing things even in this day. I want to take you to a place in scripture. We've been walking in the book of Mark. I'm going to take you back to chapter two of Mark, where we have this beautiful story of four friends that were full of vision for one of their sick friends. And they wanted to get this man to Jesus. And um, in Mark chapter two, the story opens up with Jesus being back in Capernaum. And people gathering around him, lots of people, so many uh, to hear him teach and the house is full and the, the, the doorways are full and the windowsills are full and people are gathered around beyond that. And these four individuals come to bring their friend to Jesus and there's just no room. And um, if you know the storyline, well, they become they become faith-filled and hope-filled, and they desire to do whatever they can for their friend. And so the scripture says it this way in Mark chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the man, sorry, lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, verse 5 says, he said to the paralyzed man, son, Your sins are forgiven. It's a beautiful picture that as we draw closer to Jesus, the first thing that we discover is his ability to bring healing inside. You know, this man needed healing on the outside, but the first thing Jesus did was deal with the issue of his heart. And you know what if we're going to have hope in these days we have to continue to deal with the issue of our heart we got to get close enough to jesus for him to remind us of his grace and to be covered to have our sins washed away once again and find faith in the inner man and hope restored and that's exactly what jesus did in this in this situation now those who were around him the religious rulers that were there listening and watching and critiquing they said amongst themselves and in their own hearts Why does he think he can forgive sins? Only God can do that. But the scriptures tell us that Jesus knew what they were thinking. And he responded to them and said, listen, so that you would know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. I'm going to say to this man, get up. And I'm going to say to him, get up and walk. And so that you'll know what's easier to heal the body or to forgive sins. You're going to know that I'm Jesus. And so here's what the Bible says in verse 11. Jesus said to him, I tell you, get up take your mat and go home. And the next verse says he got up. He took up his mat. He walked out in full view of them all. Boy, this is such a beautiful story, a story of faith filled men who gathered around Jesus. They got Jesus attention. They received forgiveness and healing followed. And I, I just love this picture. I love the picture of overcoming obstacles, because you know what? We're facing obstacles we've never faced before in this season of crisis. And you know what they had? They had faith in their soul and hope in their hearts. And I just love that picture for you and me today. Faith in the soul and hope in the hearts. Here's what the Bible says in Proverbs 13, verse 12. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Can I talk to you for just a moment about your heart? Because, see, your heart is where hope needs to be living right now. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I got to have hope in my heart during this time. And here's the deal. Your heart is prone to extremes. I mean, it's it's often that our hearts can be filled with hope and optimism and possibility and contentment. But our hearts are prone to extremes because we can switch, we can flip all the way over to the other side and our hearts can be numbed by despair and by disappointment and by defeat. Now this is a reality for us. That's why this verse speaks so directly to us that if your, if your heart is without hope, it's going to be sick. We need hope in the heart. And, And here's a thought for you. You can have hope in the unexpected. You see, there's these unexpected times that we're facing and we're right in the middle of it. Our series on unexpected has been so um, so surreal in this time. But you can have hope even when things are unexpected, even when things come to you that you never thought were gonna come to you. I wanna share another verse with you from Psalm 5, verse three. It says, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my requests to you, and wait expectantly. You see, this is about having expectation in the unexpected. Yes, you need an unexpected expectation in days like these. Because we can wait with expectation. We can wait expectantly for God to move. That's how we keep hope in our hearts. We just say, Lord, here we are again today. Here we are on this Sunday. Here we are once again this week. And we're just going to wait expectantly as you know what we need. You know what's going on in our lives. You know what's what's unexpected in our world. And and God, we don't have answers, but we wait for you. We wait with expectation. We're going to have an unexpected expectation in this season and so I want to just now take a few minutes and give you five thoughts and really I'm calling this five ways to maintain expectation in the unexpected none of us thought we were going to be here there was no roadmap to this place and and really we don't know what it's going to be like looking into the future But in that unexpected time, we're going to maintain some expectation. And here's how we're going to do it. The first thing is this. If you want to maintain expectation in the unexpected, believe God has better days ahead. This isn't the end. I said it last week. I'll say it again. We're going to get through this. And on the other side of this, we're going to be praising God. There are better days ahead. I want to share a very, very familiar verse with you and give you the context of it so that it can encourage you, because I believe the context now, more than ever, is important. The verse is from Jeremiah 29:11. The verse says, "For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Now This verse is so encouraging. We quote it sometimes. We share it with one another. We want to be lifted up by it. But I want you to know the context. The context was the children of Israel were exiled into Babylon. And they weren't going anywhere quick. They were in a new day, a new world, a new language, a new land, new customs. And everything that they had held dear felt like it had been shattered and had just sifted through their fingers like sand. And now they sat at the banks of an unfamiliar river, crying out to God. And Jeremiah sends a word to them, a word of encouragement that says, I know the plans I have for you. God says he hasn't forgotten you. He wants to give you hope in a future. But along with this whole discourse, and if you read the whole chapter, what you'll discover is that Jeremiah told them, you need to settle in. You need to be okay. You need to trust God over the long haul. You're going to be here for 50 years, he said to them. Don't listen to voices that say you're coming back right away. So why do I share that context with you? Because Jeremiah 29 was still true, even though it was a 50-year journey. So why am I sharing that with you now? Because we don't know how long we're going to be in this holding pattern. I don't believe it's going to be 50 years. I don't believe it's even going to be more than a couple of months. But the one thing I know for sure is that just because it takes a while doesn't mean that God doesn't have a hope and a future doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan and a purpose doesn't mean that God's not thinking about you and having your best in mind. Friends, I want you to keep expectantly waiting every day. I want you to wake up every morning and say, Lord, here we are again. And I'm waiting expectantly for what you have. And so where there is no faith in the future, there's no power in the present. And so we've got to keep faith alive. We've got to believe. We've got to trust. God has a good plan, a hope, and a future for you. Let your soul believe and let your heart have hope today because God has plans to prosper and to bless and to give you future, to give you hope. Hang on to that today. Believe God has better days ahead. Second thought I want to give you in these five ways to maintain expectation and the unexpected is this. Believe impossible things are possible. Believe impossible things are possible. You know, think about this story. This man was paralyzed. Really, it's quite impossible to consider a paralyzed man getting up and walking out of a room after Jesus just says you're healed. But that's exactly what happened. You see, these guys believed that the impossible was possible. And as a result, their actions triggered a miracle. Their actions didn't cause a miracle. Didn't, didn't, they weren't the reason for the miracle, but they triggered it by their faith, their hope in the impossible. Because we serve the God of the impossible. You know, some would say, you know what? You get what you deserve. But that's not true. We don't get what we deserve because of grace. Grace. And even people in these days want to talk about, well, we're just getting what we deserve. This is judgment from God. You know, that's not how I view it. I view that we don't get what we deserve. You know what we get? We get what we expect. And so let's expect something good from God. Let's expect God to do something good. Let's ex- let's expect the impossible to become possible because of our God. We need an unexpected expectation in this time. Jesus said, every good thing is coming from me. Every good thing is possible. So let's not get stuck in cynicism or in discouragement. Or in fear let's not get stuck there let's believe together that mark 9 23 is true as Jesus spoke it then he speaks it again everything is possible for one who believes and so let's be the people who believe today in Jesus name so let's continue to maintain expectation in the unexpected third way to do that realize the power of perspective Realizing the power of perspective. Friends, I I know that right now it's very easy to watch the news and become fearful and discouraged. And I know that many of you are facing days you haven't faced before. Some of you are really struggling. Some of you have lots of questions. Yeah, some of you are just hanging on and hoping it's gonna end. But there's a power in perspective. Let me share something with you that's fun. Um, A young college student wrote a tough letter to her parents in her second year. This is the letter. Dear mom and dad, I know this is going to be very disappointing to you, but I met a guy. He's about 15 years older than I am. We're in love. We just eloped. I'm two months pregnant. I'm dropping out of school, and I'll contact you at some point in the future. I'm really sorry, your daughter. At the bottom of the letter, it said, P.S., turn this letter over. On the other side, the letter said this. Just kidding, but I did flunk one class and I need $200. Please keep this in perspective. And I know that's a that's a funny little analogy, but isn't it true what perspective will do? Friends, I want you to just be encouraged today. I want you to keep hope in your heart because we're in the middle of a crisis. But I want you to see your opportunities instead of your limitations. I want you to see the fact that you're at home. That's a gift. You're in a place where you're safe. You're in a place maybe where your kids are close. Maybe too close. Maybe you wish they weren't so close. But that's a gift. Some of you have discovered, like we have, (coughs) that there is group FaceTime. (laughs) Ha! We've been enjoying that as a family. Boy, that's just a little gift to us. we gather together on, the, on FaceTime and everybody's talking and, you know, faces are coming in and out. And it's, it's a joy. We're finding the link in community. You know, for the, mo- for the majority of us, we can say, you know what, my, my, my opportunity is my health. I feel healthy today. I feel good. For some of us, it's just margin that allows us to be creative where we haven't had time. We're getting to all those chores in our house we've never got to up to this point, And we're thinking about things in a, in a creative way and we're holding loved ones near and we're connecting by phone and so on and so forth. Let's see our opportunities, not just our limitations. Here's a verse for you to encourage you with that. Psalm 71, 14. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more more come on let's celebrate jesus let's worship him in this time this is our time to keep our hopes high to keep hope in our heart and faith in our soul another reason another way to maintain expectation in the unexpected is trust god's process i'm going to i'm going to take you into a verse now that's been so meaningful to me it's romans 15 verse 13 and here's what it says it says may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this verse alone tells us so much truth, friends. This verse alone tells us the facts about where hope comes from. May the God of hope, do you understand this? He rules. He embodies hope. He's the path to hope. He's the giver of hope. Your God is the God of hope. And here's what you need to know. The promise is that he's going to fill you. He's going to fill you with the building blocks of hope which is joy and peace. And it's and you've got only one job in this process, trusting the process. That's your job. And 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 this joy and this peace is going to fill you as you trust in him, the Bible says. That's your goal. That's your joy. Keep hope in your heart, belief in your soul, faith in your soul, trust in him. And here's what's going to happen. Here's the reward that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Friends, you got to trust the process. God is up to something. And this is the process of hope for you. Overflow with hope as you trust the God of hope to fill you in Jesus mighty name. This process leads us to victory, not disappointment. In fact, it's Romans chapter 5 that says, And this hope will not lead to disappointment. Romans 5, 5. For we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And now as I finish up the message today with this final thought, I want you to be encouraged with this idea that if you want to keep expectation in the unexpected, replace what if with why not? What if with why not? You see, when we look around, it's so easy to have so many what ifs. You know, think about it. What if this doesn't end and it goes on and on and on? How long are we going to be here? What if I'm always alone like this? What if I lose my job or What if I don't have the finances in this time of loss? Or what if I get infected with this virus? Or what if the world collapses all around me? No, no, no. Friends, let's not live in the what if. Let's change the what if to why not. And let's ask ourselves, why not believe God is able? Why not believe this crisis is not going to win? Why not keep hope in my heart and faith in my soul? Why not continue to believe that I have a hope and I have a future in Jesus? I'm going to turn the what ifs away and I'm going to cling to the why nots because God is working. He is doing something. In fact, the word tells me to raise my expectation in the unexpected. Let's get back to that verse as I close up today. Verse five of chap, uh, verse three of chapter five of Psalm says this. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait Expectantly, Come on, church. Let's believe. Let's keep faith in our soul and hope in our hearts. It's a good day to be alive. And God is up to something and we can trust him. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for all of those who are listening in today. Lord, looking for hope, looking to believe. God, we just choose to have expectation in the middle of the unexpected. We know that you are up to something good and that your plan for us is to prosper us and to bless us, to give us hope in the future. And even though it may feel like that is delayed somehow, we will trust you. We will rise every morning and we will look to you and we will wait expectantly for what you intend to do. Lord, encourage every heart, heal every body, minister to every soul, and Lord Jesus, let the church shine during this time, O oh God. I pray for those that are facing job loss and uncertainty and concern today. Lord, would you be the God of hope that fills them with all hope. Lord, allow them to overflow with hope as you fill them with joy in Jesus' mighty name as they trust you. And so, God, right now, we cling to the rock that is higher than us, the one whom we can run to, who is a shelter to us where we are safe. And today, in Jesus mighty name, we choose hope and we will wait with expectation. God bless you. I love you so much. And we'll be together again really, really soon.